0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I am so excited to preach and teach today. Of course, I missed Easter for the first time in my life. And uh, I had COVID and I had a cough and a sore throat, runny nose. And uh, I was getting ready to tough it out and come to church. And my mom said, you know, that could be COVID. That could be the stealth variant. It looks a lot like a COVID. I said, it's not COVID. I'm fine. It's Easter. I'm good. I'm going to tough it out. She's like, it's Easter. Everybody's going to be there. You should test. I said, I, I, okay, it's the responsible thing to do. I will do it. And I was just going to prove her wrong that it wasn't COVID. And then I took the test, and it was COVID. And uh, so I stayed home and, and missed it, and, and, I had ha- and I had been sick for, like, over a week, so I feel terrible that I didn't know earlier. And then, of course, as soon as Easter is done, I'm, I'm free, and I'm out of COVID, you know, lockdown. But I missed Easter, and so it was so bad. I mean, I, I was online. I was watching church. I watched, like, 87 church services. <laughs> I even watched our own and I'm commenting, like, this is Pastor Rob here. And they're thinking, like, that's not Pastor Rob. He's supposed to be a church. You know, I'm like, no, I'm home, you know. And then I went to my family, like, lunch, you know, and they brought my COVID care package out to the car, handed it to me, and I, I ate Easter ham by myself, you know. But, anyways, I'm here today and I missed it last week, so let's try it. He is risen. He is risen. There you go. I just, I kind of, yeah, I missed it. Uh, And it works for today. It works. He is risen. He is risen indeed. It works today as we talk about water baptism, and it works. And I want to let you know, at all of our campuses, we are doing water baptism. We are calling this the Super Baptism Weekend. And we have hundreds of people that have already signed up. Every campus is doing it at the same time, uh, including our Maple Grove campus, which I love. Somebody's going to get water baptized at the Whirly Ball building, you know. (laughs) Be there for a birthday party telling somebody, yeah, I got baptized right there, you know, right by that pool table, right there, you know. So all the campuses are doing it. And uh, we also are letting you know that it's spontaneous baptism as well. If you want to join the hundreds that have already signed up for this weekend, you can. There is no pressure, but I want to present this to you that there's an opportunity for you to be water baptized today. You'll know if you qualify when you hear the message today. And then you'll know if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do this. We already have the towels. We have the shirts, the shorts, everything. We're ready for this. And we are prepped for people to do spontaneous baptism uh, following this message. Now, last year during the pandemic year, we only water baptized 371 people. I don't know if it was just coming together or people were postponing it or whatever. Maybe we had our eye off the ball a little bit on water baptism But our oldest son, Connor, he came to me, and he's in charge of our discipleship at River Valley. And he said, what if we did a super baptism day on the weekend uh, following Easter? I thought it was a great idea. He said, we had 371 last year. I think in one weekend, we could surpass that number. And I believe even in this weekend, we could surpass that number of, of being able to have people water baptized. Just last weekend alone, on Easter weekend, 497 people said yes to Jesus. So come on, let's celebrate that. So why water baptism? Why do we do water baptism? Um, It's commanded by Jesus. We do this because it's commanded by Jesus. In Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20, Jesus is speaking. He says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He commanded us to go and make disciples and to water baptize them. And there's actually two things that we are commanded to do. One is Holy Communion, and the other is water baptism. And so those are two things that we continue to do at River Valley Church. We take Holy Communion once a month on the first weekend, usually of the month. Sometimes it has to move, but usually on the first weekend often enough to keep it regular, but not so that it becomes just like, oh yeah, here it comes. And then we also have water baptism. So we follow these two things that Jesus said we should do. Now some people right away would say like, is it essential? I mean, like if I've said yes to Jesus and I've given my life to Jesus and I'm saved from my sins, um, will will being water baptized, does that like make me more saved? Like, Like am I excluded from heaven if I don't get water baptized? So I want to let you know that if you don't get water baptized, it doesn't exclude you from heaven. The grace of Jesus Christ that has been given to you saved you. You don't have to work for it at all, and you are saved and you're going to heaven. And, and some people say, well, well, then, you know, like, I, 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 I just want to make it non-essential, I, 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 you know? And people will say, like, the thief on the cross, he didn't, he didn't have to get water baptized. Like, he, Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So if he didn't have to, I don't want to. Well, I got news for you. You're not on a cross, Okay. <laughs> And you have time, okay? So that was a, a situation right there. It wasn't like Jesus could pause Like, could somebody get some water for this guy? You know, they didn't do that, okay? But it, it is something like, why would you give your life to Jesus Christ, trust him with your life, repent of your sins, turn from those things, say, Jesus, make me new. I want to follow you. I want to do what you say. And then Jesus says, be water baptized. You're like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. Non-essential. I'm going to make that non-essential. I just, I don't want that to be, a, I'm going to make it a non-essential for my faith journey. Think about it. If, if you're at work and you said to somebody, hey, before you do this today, do the safety check and make sure you do the safety check and then you leave and then something bad happens and they said, I didn't do it. I thought the safety check was non-essential. You'd be like, well, you're a terrible employee. Like we told you to do the safety check. Or let's say you order a drink at, like Becca loves to uh, get caribou she doesn't really like coffee she likes chocolate with a little bit of coffee how many are with her you know and if she ordered her like high maintenance drink with half of this and pump of that and you know i'm saying no whip and you know all right and 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 they said she got it and there was no chocolate in there and the barista said yeah i just thought the chocolate was non-essential how many know becca's gonna let her know it's essential and that's just coffee Jesus said for us to do this, it's essential. We're not going to opt out of it. I mean, how important is this? He commanded us to go and make disciples. Part of discipleship is following the Lord and being water baptized. So it's time for us to say, it's time for us to say, I want to be obedient. I want to be baptized. If that's what Jesus said that should happen. Now, some of you have delayed and delayed and delayed. Some of you have delayed because it just you didn't know for sure, or maybe you didn't know what your parents would think, or or you didn't you you hadn't heard a teaching on it, or maybe there was fear and there was some delay. Don't let your delay turn into disobedience. When you know that it's the right thing to do, and all of a sudden you're delaying and you're delaying, and you're, it's like I, I I want a more convenient time. Um, I've had some people say like you know. I really would like to do it at the ocean, so I'm waiting for an ocean baptism. (laughs) No, really. I've had people, like, I want, you know, I've had others say, like, I want to maximize my friend group invite. You know, this is not a photo op. This is an obedience op. Okay? It is. And praise God, if, if, like, yours happens to line up, that it's, like, in the summer, and it's water baptism outside at the lake, and it's a great picture... Praise God if that works out for you. But really, the thing is about being obedient and saying, Lord, if you desire for me to do this, I want to do this. And and when I look at the word of God, I see that people were baptized right away. When the church is born on the day of Pentecost, and in the book of Acts, we see this in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, it says, those who accepted his message, Peter was preaching, were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So that day, Peter's preaching. They repent of their sin. They say, we believe in Jesus. We, we believe what you're saying is the truth. 3,000 of them go and get baptized right there. Now, if you go with us to Jerusalem, you'll understand that they either got baptized right out there where the mikvahs were. Those are these ceremonial cleansing pools, if you these little baths that they would walk down into and they would cleanse themselves before they would go into the temple. They either were baptized right there or they went right down the hill to the pool of Siloam and they had a 3,000-person a baptism. They didn't say like, okay, everybody go home and when you get home, be sure to... They did it right then and right there. Right away, they went and they were baptized. In Acts chapter 8, we have the Ethiopian eunuch. He's reading the word of God. He doesn't understand it. And Philip comes alongside him and says, I can explain that. He does. This Ethiopian eunuch gets saved, gives his life to Jesus, understands this. And in Acts chapter 8, verse 36, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And they gave orders, and he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized. Like, the guy hears the message, and he's like, I want to be baptized right now. Right, like right here, this water that we just found, I want to do this. The Apostle Paul, who was named Saul before God renamed him, he was blinded. If you know the story in Acts, he's blinded. He falls off his donkey. He, he repents of his sin. Ananias comes along and baptizes him three days later. So there's a three-day waiting period if God blinds you. I'll give you that one, all right? <laughs> three days, all right? Okay, but there's more. Lydia, in Acts chapter 16, verse 15, this lady um, it gets, gives her life to Jesus Christ, and then it says in Acts 16, verse 15, when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to the, her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house, and she persuaded us. <coughs> I'm clear. I'm good. I'm not, I'm, I'm clear. Just clear in the throat, all right? I'm totally clear, all right? Yeah, I'm clear. I'm clear. Somebody said, I don't know about that. I'm clear. All right. We tested. All right. I've test- I tested every day. I looked at that line. Oh, you know, all right. Now I'm good. All right. Anyway, so Lydia gets saved. Gets saved and right away gets baptized. And then you know what? She goes right to work. She's like, come to my house. Let me host you. Come on in. I want you to be a part of this. I, I-, I-, I want I- right away. Boom. The Philippian jailer in Acts 16, verse 33, it says, At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. I mean, the jailer gives his life to Jesus Christ, takes care of the disciples, and says, Immediately I'm getting baptized. Even Mrs. Jailer gets baptized. The house gets baptized right away. There's an emphasis on proximity to decision and then baptism. And for so many of us, we're like, make the decision, and then we'll try to get to it. And, you know, I mean, now, I understand in a, uh, a cold climate state like Minnesota, um, we can't have baptismals out front. But if we could, I, I would have, like, a baptismal out in front and do it every weekend. I, I just got done being in Hawaii a couple weeks ago, and they had a beautiful baptismal, like, pond, if you will, right out in front of the church. They said every weekend. We baptize people there every week. I thought that was great. So we try to make it again often enough because there's something about proximity to conversion that is going to do this. Now, who can be baptized? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can be baptized. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, don't think like, well, this is cool. I want to I I do this. I want to jump in on this action. No, you give your life to Jesus Christ first. Once you believe in Jesus Christ and you've been forgiven of your sins, then you are baptized. So that has to come first, faith in Jesus Christ. So people ask, well, how old should somebody be to be baptized? Now, we say once you know that it's your own personal faith because you have to believe in Jesus Christ and then be baptized. It's part of that discipleship process. And so... You'll notice that we don't do infant baptism at River Valley Church. We do infant dedication or child dedication, which is what Jesus' parents did. They brought him to the temple and they dedicated him to God the Father. And so we do that. And these parents say we will raise our child in the ways of the Lord and when they're old enough they will be water baptized when they make their personal faith decision. So if some kids are young and they say yes to Jesus in our kids ministry and So people ask us, how old, how old? And we've just kind of set as a guideline seven, but we leave that up to the parents. If you believe that your child fully comprehends their personal faith in Jesus Christ and what water baptism means and what is going on, then we allow you as parents to say, we we believe our five-year-old, our six-year-old, our seven-year-old has a personal faith in Jesus Christ and can be water baptized. But we don't see any babies in the Bible being baptized. We just don't see that. We're babies because, again, there's no ability to believe and then be baptized. Okay? So um, now, looking at the method and the mode of what we do at River Valley Church, we practice immersion, that you actually go under the water. And the word that's used in the Bible for being baptized, it means to immerse. It actually is connected to like a ship ship that sinks and goes under the water, okay? It's not a sprinkle on the ship. It's under the water. And of the 22 times that it talks about baptism in the New Testament, it's talking about going under the water. Now, I'm not going to fight with other churches like, well, we're going to sprinkle, or we're going to do this, we're going to pour, or whatever. Not, but I just want you to know, as I look at the Word of God and we're trying to stay as true as we can to this, we practice immersion, that you go underwater a couple of things in john chapter 3 john the baptist is baptizing and it says there's plenty of water there okay so that wouldn't imply that they just needed a cup it implies that there is plenty of water even think about the eunuch he's like there's water here we could go down into the water if you look at the baptism of jesus it says he came up out of the water And so we look at the Bible, we look at these examples, we look at these things, and we realize that it's going down into the water, and we practice immersion. Now, on some uh, rare instances where people have a deep fear or phobia of that, we're not going to condemn anybody that, and we've done sprinkling with people, but we really would want to encourage you to have an immersion, to go underwater. So let me read two scriptures on this. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Let me read Colossians chapter 2, verse 12 having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So when we look at this, this symbolizing of baptism, it's an outward sign of something that has happened on the inside. And if you'll follow with me for just a moment, if this is the water, somebody is standing in the water. And when they're standing in the water, this symbolizes, I used to live for my own self, my own ways, But I said yes to Jesus, and I died to myself. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you said the old me dies. I no longer want to live for me. I want to live for you. And that old man dies. And that going down in the water is like I'm going down. Like some people have called it a watery grave, if you will. And you're saying, I used to live for self, but I said no to self and yes to Jesus. And I died to the old way. And the death that Jesus Christ died, it paid the price for my sins, and I received that. And now, as you come up out of the water, I am new in Christ. I'm living in this same new power, in this new life, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now living in me. And I pledge to live for Christ for the rest of my life. And so this is what is happening with the water baptism. It's an outward sign of an inward change. It's it's telling the world that God has forgiven me. I didn't work for this and I gave my life to Jesus Christ and I died to the old me. And if you're wondering why I don't do the things I used to do, it's because that person is dead and the new person in Christ is living for Jesus Christ. It says that God forgives and cleanses sinners. And it tells the world, it says, you know what? He forgives and cleanses people and says that they can be made new. It says, I'm part of the Christian community. It's interesting. Somebody from the faith community baptizes you in water. It's interesting. There's actually three baptisms that are talked about in the Bible. 1 John 5 gives reference to this. It talks about the spirit, the blood, and the water. You are baptized into Christ because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You are baptized in water by somebody in the faith community, okay? And then you're baptized in the spirit By Jesus Christ. It's an interesting thing. The Holy Spirit brings you into the body of Christ because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You say to the world, I'm part of the faith community because someone in the faith community baptizes you in water. And then you say, Jesus, I desire to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you baptize me in the Holy Spirit? It's a beautiful thing. And, and as we do this now, we want to see people be water, water baptized today and celebrate. And the reason we clap and cheer when they're baptized is we're saying, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. We celebrate you. We celebrate. We're, we're, we're in this together. One more thought, and we'll get ready at all the campuses. Some people say, well, I, I was baptized as a child. My mom and dad brought me in, and I was from a different persuasion. And I got baptized as a child. Now now that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, should I get baptized now? And we would say yes. We would say yes, that you should be water baptized now because it's your believer's baptism. You believe and are baptized. Your parents were very sincere in their desire to say, we want this person to live for Jesus. We want them to live in a faith that is there. And this is something that came from Pastor Zeus at our Shakopee campus. He's our campus pastor there. He said, I was raised Catholic. He said, I was baptized as an infant, but then I professed faith in Jesus Christ on my own. It was a personal faith, and I struggled with being water baptized until a pastor told me that I wasn't canceling or nullifying what my parents had done. I was affirming it and saying, may the Lord's will be done with their faith step, and now may this be my believing, professing step. And I love that. We're not saying, Mom, Dad, that was terrible. We're just saying, Mom, Dad, you, you, you really wanted me to walk in the ways of God, and you did what you knew in that moment. But now that I profess a faith in Jesus Christ, I desire to do this as a believer, to say that I have confessed my sins. I have believed in the grace of Jesus Christ. And now I want to show the whole world what has happened on the inside and let them see that Jesus Christ has forgiven me. You only need to do it one time as a believer. Some people are like, this is a good sermon. I'd love to do it again, you know. (laughs) You only need to do it once. Sometimes people say, well, I wandered away from the Lord for a few years, and I feel like I should rededicate. We're not going to judge you in that moment, but we'd probably prefer and pastor you in this way to say, reflect upon the baptism that you did as a believer and thank God for the grace that was there. And remember the commitment that you made, that you were publicly declaring that and recommit to that again. But today you're going to see people at all of our campuses saying, I desire to be water baptized. Christ has forgiven me and now I follow him in this step of obedience. And so in just a moment, those that are signed up, you're going to get ready. And those that are saying, I'm, I'm in. I'm convinced. Today's my day. I, I, I'll send the picture to my family from here. I'll proclaim it again, but today's my day to be baptized if it's a spontaneous moment You're going to get instructions on where to sign up from your campus pastor as well. But let's pray and let's thank God for changed lives, for people saying yes, for the grace of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the grace of God that forgives people and sets them free. They didn't work for it. You give that to them because of grace. And it's through faith that they said, I believe that the price that you paid on the cross is real. I believe that you died and rose again from the dead, that you are risen, risen indeed. And I want to live for you. But now that they've made that public profession of faith, Lord, and, and let them take it that next step further and be water baptized in front of people, the community of faith, the people that believe in you, and they can say, I believe. And I want the whole world to know I'm not ashamed. I will not be ashamed of the one that saved me. And may this be a sign to the whole world that I'm changed, I'm made new. And we celebrate that, we rejoice in that. And we thank you, God, that today hundreds will be baptized. Hundreds will be baptized. And we believe this year hundreds more will say yes to you and be water baptized. Thank you for telling us to do this. Thank you for the moment that this happens. There's a a marking moment in the person's walk that says it's a step of obedience. I will not opt out or make things non-essential, but I will live a life that says whatever you say, Lord Jesus... I will do. Now bless all those that are being baptized today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.